We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA Front Office Show. Special episode of the show today coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios at the Win in Las Vegas. Always love it whenever we can get out here. Joining me in studio is Ron Gutterman. Ron, nice to be in person here with you, and, uh, and thanks for joining me. Yeah, of course. You know how much I love doing front office segments. This is great. But get this. We don't just have Ron. No, the whole team is here. We also have Keith Smith coming in remote. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm just upset that you you must not have hit it big because we're still recording today. So get get after it, buddy. Come on, what are you doing? Well, let's go. I'm I'm working on it. What what should I should I put my money on red or black? Let me know, Keith. Black, black. Always bet on black. Wesley okay. Snipes told you. All right, all right. I will I will right. see if we can get now. that done tonight. If there's no show tomorrow, then everybody knows exactly what happened. But speaking of shows, there was an amazing show in Las Vegas last night. Victor Wembanyama. And Scoot Henderson put on one heck of a show. I guess first, let's break into into that. Keith, what did you think about that matchup, about what we saw? Like, expectations were high. Did they exceed them somehow? Yeah, they blew way past them. I think we were all hoping it would go great. And it was unbelievable. The, the, the two guys played, you know, outstanding basketball. What uh, one Binyama, I think for a lot of people, uh, this was their first chance to see him play that weren't, you know, YouTube highlights or, you know, snippets on Twitter and those kind of things. And he was as uh, promised, he, you know, hit a bunch of jump shots. I think he went seven for 11 from behind the arc. Uh, they, I know he hit seven threes. He had five blocks. That's only been done once in NBA history uh, to give you a sense of boy, what kind of line he put together there. Scored 37 points. His team was down big. He almost led them all the way back. And then Scoot Henderson uh, put on a show too. 28 points for him. He drove at one Banyama several times and finished. Uh, I liked uh, the quote. I believe it was to Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer where he said, I want to dominate and demoralize my opponents. Um, which I thought was phenomenal stuff. So, yeah, I mean, these two kids put on a show, and I can't wait to you know continue to monitor them uh, for the rest of the year. I, I love that quote. I feel like he's he's like channeling Ivan Drago or, some, or something with, with that right. one, dominated and demoralized. Absolutely. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, Ron, what were your thoughts on the, on the matchup there? And is this, I mean, are we looking at potentially generational talents? I know guys come into the NBA overhyped all the time. They don't always hit, but it felt like we were watching something special. Yeah, Keith, it's interesting you went with the dominate and demoralize quote. My favorite quote, I think Victor said something along the lines of, 
Uh, Scoot Henderson would be the number one pick if I was never born, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is like a phenomenal quote. Uh, so good for him. The two of them are absolutely incredible. And yes, it was, you know, an exhibition game in Las Vegas. You know, it's not like a, you know, it's not league play for either of them. It's it's just kind of, you know, a throwout game that was very, very fun. And I think, you know, a lot of people are talking about like going down in history is one of the greatest exhibitions ever. Um but yeah, I, I think it's really cool to see two highly touted prospects get put on this big stage and deliver in the absolute best way. And they're both so young that like you, you know, you would expect the pressure to get to, you know, one or both of them in a moment like that. And they both exceeded the hype somehow. And by the way, uh, the seven three pointers, five blocks, the only player in NBA history to do it. Danny Green, former Laker shout out uh, Danny Green uh, for being just that guy. Um, but yeah, it was a really like amazing game from both of them. And you have to be excited about like the future of NBA basketball. If that's what it looks like, if it looks like those two guys who play completely different positions, play completely different, but still had this like incredible back and forth over the course of an entire game. Oh, it was, it was so great that if it's, if it's me and I'm their agent, I'm shutting, the, I'm not letting them play again. <laughs> just pull the plug right now because they're going to be the top picks in the draft. You're not going to exceed what we just, or at least I wouldn't think that you're able to. That was a perfect night for both of those players. Keith, what does this mean for the tank race? Let's talk about that across the NBA. What is now going to happen? Like we may see incentive like perhaps never before for teams to bottom out and lose as much as possible. Do you think we're going to see teams actually making moves now to try to go get these guys because the hype is through the roof? Yeah, I think so. So to the first thing you said about shutting them down, I don't know if you've seen it because I know you've been busy all yeah. afternoon, but his agent, uh, Wembenyama's agent actually came out and said, no, we will oh. not shut him down, uh, that he would not have that. Um, he wants to play um, and he would, you know, I, I think he might even said something like he would have a new agent if I even suggested it. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're not going to see that. Um, but. I, I, I get where you're coming from, right? There's, there's, uh, I don't know how much he really has to gain uh, by playing this year. He's already going to be the number one pick. And, and because of that, it's, if the lottery odds weren't flattened, I think you'd see a couple teams, they'd start sitting guys in November and be like, nope, we're, we're, we win seven games this year. We're fine. Um, that that's, I think how good of a prospect this kid is. And then with the flattened lottery odds, all right, well, you know, pretty good, uh, consolation prize to get Scoot Henderson. If that's where you land instead of if you, you're at number two, and then the rest of this draft class at the top is really, really solid. You know, you've got a bunch of kids who can really play um, in this draft class. Uh, you know, you got the Thompson twins uh, there. You, you got, uh, it feels like half of these guys are going to Arkansas um, in this case, but you've got uh, those guys, you've got Nick Smith, you got Cameron Whitmore, uh, Keontae George, uh, Dylan Mitchell, uh, Derek Lively. This is just a loaded draft class um, near, near the top and really kind of, probably all the way down eight, nine, 10, but it still says something how much these two guys are so far above the, everybody else in the draft class. Now you're going to hear people are going to try to convince, you know, Oh, this guy should be in there. This guy should be in the mix for, you know, number one, or maybe even top two or something like that. But I can't see, you know, unless one Binyama has an absolutely awful season in France, I can't see any way he's not the number one overall pick. And he's going to be coming in with the most hyped, 
uh, prospect since probably LeBron is my guess at this point. Yeah, I think fans of some of these tanking teams are going to be nervous every time their team wins a game. There's going to be yeah. some hand-wringing over the course of the season. Uh, Ron, who do you think is the lead right now, in the lead, in the race to the bottom? I would I would have to go with the Utah Jazz, although there, there are a lot of teams vying for it this year. I think it's going to be a fascinating <laughs> tank race. Uh, but I, I would say the Utah Jazz currently are like the most unashamed leaders in the clubhouse okay. in terms of the tank. I think, you know, the way they, you know, they traded Donovan Mitchell, they traded Rudy Gobert. Uh, the rumor out there is that they've, you know, drawn the line at Jordan Clarkson, which is like kind of a weird line to draw. Uh, but like, they I don't should... know, Jordan Clarkson might be a guy who might help you in the, in a tank race. That's uh, true. You know, but, <laughs> that's give true. Jordan Clarkson 45 minutes and say, just do whatever you want out there. That's probably not a winning formula. That was like, wasn't it back in the day? I, I could be misremembering this, but the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think they needed to lose a game. And so then you, you wound up with Mark Madsen shooting threes. <laughs> yes. That, that's yes. right. A ton of threes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think, well, I think in the Celtics, has... the year they, they they tried to tank. They uh they they unleashed Ricky Davis uh, for a right. couple games and we're like just go nuts. You know it's all you tonight, Ricky Davis. And uh yeah it did uh it it well I guess it it did the job. They lost the games. So that's what the intentions were. Yeah, I, I think it's going to get really sickening when Cody Zeller's pulling up for four threes a game for the Utah <laughs> Jazz. I think I, I think we could see some pretty nasty stuff. But yeah, I think the Jazz are the leaders in the clubhouse there. The San Antonio Spurs, obviously, I think want to be up there as well. Uh, one team that may join that tank race is the Indiana Pacers. They have two main pieces in Miles Turner and Buddy Heald that have been in a lot of trade rumors. I think if they trade one or both of those guys, that would be their signal of like, all right, we're joining this thing. Like, we want to be there too. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I think uh, teams like Houston, teams like Detroit, teams like Orlando that have – they're building something, certainly. Like, you have to be happy with what their young core is they may not be quite ready yet to be good enough to be out of that race. So they might just be there, even though you're very happy. If you're a fan of one of those teams, you're happy with the young core you have. They're just not quite ready to take that leap. So they might get there, even though it's not necessarily intentional. Yeah. That's just kind of Oklahoma City, of course. Sure. I, 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 it's only a matter of time before they bench Shea Gilgis-Alexander for the season. Well, he's already benched. Yeah, he's ready. He's he's already you know out. So yeah, I mean they're they're definitely in that mix. Yeah, so there there about there are definitely three major teams. There there could be reasonably six or seven teams that have ju that might at some point this season just wave the white flag and say let's do this thing. Let's get to the bottom four. What of the teams the teams that are realistic possibilities, Keith? What's the most fun landing spot for Wembenyama? I, Houston could be really fun. Put put him out there with Green and Smith and Shangoon and a couple of their other kids. Um, uh, obviously, putting him and Chet on the same team would just be hilarious. Um, you know, uh, with Poku you know, too. Put, put him out there next to Paulo, right? That would be a lot of fun yeah. too. Um, you know, I I think for me, I think San Antonio is clearly right now looks like the worst team in the league already starting without Keldon Johnson, starting without Josh Primo, uh, their coach even said, I wouldn't bet money on us to win, um, games, you know, that, that says to me, I, I don't know that Utah, I, they're going to have to flip the switch towards being intentionally bad very quickly because they just have a lot of solid enemies, guys who are going to, they're going to win you some games that you may look, you know, later on in the year, you may get to April and be like, man, what, what were we doing in Whoops. October and November? Right. Yeah. That was a mistake. The, the Kelly Olenek yeah. game here and there. 
Exactly. Right. Mike Conley's still a pretty good player. Yep. You still got, yeah, I know I picked on him a little bit, but Jordan Clarkson can still be a helpful player. Get Saxton marking in, um, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who I know we're both fans of, um, you know, so that's a, you know, that it's, it's not, when you look at it, it's not one of those where you're like, Oh God, now it could turn into that very quickly. If they make a couple more trades, it might all be you know, a flip there, but yeah, I think San Antonio, OKC, Houston and Orlando. I agree with what Ron said. They're going to be just kind of naturally bad. Um, I don't think they're going to be trying to be bad, at least early on. They're just, they're young teams. Um, and then, yeah, Indiana, maybe Detroit, if things aren't kind of going their way. And then, then there's going to be some team where we're not mentioning in this group where it's going to, they're just going to have that season where the wheels come off and they're going to be really bad too. So it, it's going to be really uh, something. I, I think, you know, by the time we get to just before the trade deadline, you're going to see some really egregious stuff. But it's going to be balanced out by the fact that I think we have somewhere between 16 and 20 legitimately good, you know, playoff level teams right now. So that's going to balance it off a little bit. So, you know, they'll they'll pick off those wins. And, we, you know, that's not the end of the world if that's the way it goes. But, yeah, you, teams want it. They're going to want to be you know, in that bottom group with the flat odds, you you want to have that uh, 14% chance and getting that overall first pick. That, that's one of the things that struck me about the NBA coming into this season is there's such a clear divide between the teams that are very obviously, and if I even if I don't want to use the word tanking, they're rebuilding versus teams that are going for it and teams that are trying to win right now. You don't get very many teams these days, and maybe that just speaks to you know GMs getting a little bit more savvy with how they're building teams and roster construction and and all of that but you don't see many teams right now in the NBA that are stuck kind of in the middle where you aren't sure exactly mm -hmm. what their direction is we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's a handful of those teams. You look at them, even if you're like, like for example, I'm not super high on the Chicago Bulls this year, but there's a world where the Bulls are a top four team in the East, right? It's very easily that that could happen. They played like that for a lot of last season. So that could definitely happen. So I, I think we're, we're just going to have to kind of naturally watch this thing evolve with some of the teams. Some of the teams we think will be good, we know they're not going to be. Something They're going to have injuries. Things just aren't going to come together quite right for them, whatever it is, and they're not going to be very good. But a lot of these other teams are going to be sitting there just kind of waiting to pick up the slack um, you know, behind them, which is, is interesting too. And you, you've got some teams that they're going to be motivated where making the play-in tournament 
is a real goal for them. Teams like, I think like Sacramento, I think New Orleans trying to push all the way through again and really be a solid playoff team. Uh, Minnesota, we know they, they don't want to go back to being a non-playoff team. I think Portland wants to get back there. And then in the East, you've got teams like the Knicks, the, the Wizards, the Hornets, that they might be kind of in the middle or middle of the pack in the conference, you know, somewhere in the eight to 12 range, but they're not going to be bad teams. So, you know, it'll naturally happen, but, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It is completely, uh, you know, split right now between teams that are going for the postseason and teams that are basically saying, yeah, it's over before we get there. But what I think is fun is the teams that are saying it's over before we even start, I think their fan bases are all like, yep. And that's how we want it. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah. lose a bunch of games and play the kids. That's where we want to be. Yep, fans have also become savvy to this this strategy. You know, we heard in the past, like back in the, the Sam Hinkie days, like, oh, well, such and such fan base would never accept that. That is not the case anymore. Fans understand exactly yep. what teams are going for, and they are on board with that. But let's move it. This is going to be a topic the entire season. We're going to be looking at exactly what is happening in the tank race, particularly with these two players, Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama, both looking so absolutely fantastic. It's going to be something we're going to discuss throughout the season. But we do have a, a few other news topics that we need to get into today. Uh, Ron, we've got the Bulls picking up their fourth-year player option for Patrick Williams. Is this just a no-brainer, kind of duh, they were, they were definitely going to do this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did not play a lot last season. He missed most of the season with injury. But when he has played, he, he is clearly an impact guy defensively. Uh, picking up the fourth year option is a no brainer for most guys, uh, you know, that are high level picks and he, he showed himself to do that. So, uh, you know, I hope, I hope he can stay healthy this year. The bulls are going to need all the help they can get defensively because we have no idea what the status of Lonzo ball is. So with, with some of the pieces they have on the offensive end that are elite, they, they need every, every piece they can get defensively and Patrick Williams will be that piece for them. Yeah, I think he's going to be really important for them this year. Keith, anything on on that that uh, option being picked up? Again, I think no surprise there. Yeah, yeah absolutely no surprise. Yeah, we we knew it was coming. He is, uh, you know, worth every penny of the nine point eight million they'll pay him next season. Uh, not again, not this season that's starting right now. This is next year. These rookie scale options need to be picked up essentially a year in advance. Um, so yeah, hey, no no surprise there. And Ron's right; he's got to be one of kind of their key defenders, and that's what his rep coming in was that he could defend two through four. Um, I think he's shown snippets of that in his first two years. Uh, last year, unfortunate that he got hurt because he was really starting to shoot the ball pretty well too if he can you know just knock down open jumpers and play defense they're they're going to be pretty well set with him at the forward spot there in chicago last thing that we've got for today we've got uh, a little bit of injury news here Corey kispert out four to six weeks with a sprained ankle and malachi flynn out with a facial fracture ron once again we say it all the time but the NBA did not turn off the injuries before oh. they started the preseason. You got to do it before. You can't get into the season and then yeah. try to turn off injuries. You got to do it before. Obviously, it didn't happen. But this is this is tough when you're losing players in preseason, particularly when it's rotation guys. Teams then have to try to adapt on the fly. Yeah, and I think the Wizards have had a bit of unfortunate luck. They've had a lot of uh, lottery and you know first round draft picks the past few years that have like missed some time with injury. I feel like they're just kind of getting. They're getting like bad luck here with their with their rookies and their young players. Kispert, uh, Denny Avdia missed some time. Rui Hachimura has missed time. Like they just they this keeps happening to them. I kind of want them to all be healthy at the same time to see if the Wizards drafted well. I still have no idea how well they drafted all these guys because 
I have not seen them consistently be a part of that rotation together. We, we still don't even know exactly what Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis are, are together. Like, that whole team. We don't know. <laughs> that whole team is like that. Keith, what, what do you think about these, these injuries? Um, I mean, unfortunate, but is, is this going to be a big deal for either the Raptors or the, the Wizards? Yeah, I'm not worried about the Malachi Flynn one at all. It also sounds like he's just as soon as he has a comfort level with wearing a mask, he'll be back. Um, And who knows how much he even will play uh, for Toronto, to be quite honest. I I think uh, I think behind Fred Van Vliet, they're going to give a lot of those uh, minutes to to uh, Delano Banton uh, this year. I think they're really looking for him to take step up and take that back backup point guard role. And we know they're perfectly content to run their offense through. Pascal Siakam for much of the game, as well as I think Scotty Barnes is going to take on an increased playmaking role. Corey Kispert's a little more interesting. It's that that uh, two through four group in Washington is just so crowded. Um, You've got a ton of guys that play those positions. So fighting for minutes was going to be tough, and now he's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball. And he's a guy who could have really factored in for the Wizards just because he can shoot. That's a team that that doesn't have a lot of shooting uh, that you feel super confident in, and that's kind of Kispert's role is to kind of be you know designated shooter. But he showed last year he could do a little bit when he puts the ball on the floor and those kind of things. So he'll be a little bit behind to start the year, but hopefully you know he'll end up fine by the time you know it really matters uh, to get in there. But that 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 team's got some stuff to figure out. They're you know one of those teams like I mentioned. They're kind of in the middle of the pack uh, in the East, but on the lower end of the middle of the pack. Like they're, they're really, you know, like not, not a you know threat to be a top six, but could make the play in if things go well for them. And a contract to your Kristaps Porzingis, maybe, but you got, you gotta, you gotta have their guys stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, look, they started off hot last year. It looks pretty good. And then obviously that faded as the year went on and the injuries really started to accumulate for the Wizards. So they will be a team to watch. Be interesting to see exactly how things look once they get everybody healthy, fingers crossed that they can get the ball healthy at the same time. But that's going to do it for us today on the NBA Front Office Show. Make sure you do subscribe over on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to check out our Clips channel as well. We'll put the link in the description. Thank you, Keith and Ron. Thanks for joining me here today. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.